Welcome to the podcast for emerging and blue-collar leaders. This is The Growth Project. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Today, I'm doing a short and sweet episode because the last episode that we did with Nicole Miles, I thought was fantastic, and it it's left me thinking about some things, and I wanted to come back to them. And in particular, I want to talk about the amygdala and the amygdala hijack that we spoke about. I recommend if you haven't heard the last episode, maybe go back and listen to that one first before you go on with this one, because it will make more sense. I'm expanding and building on a section that we did talk about, but I do like to talk about it in a bit more detail. So that's what this is about. So please, I would recommend go back, listen to that the episode on why trauma-informed leaders get better results, then come back to this one. Okay, so the reason I wanted to talk about this one is that I know that this is a topic that frontline leaders and blue-collar leaders deal with often, possibly on a daily basis, maybe even without realizing it. So these, or we might be having a situation unfold that is escalating and spiraling, this is an important thing to know about in order to regulate your own emotions and make sure that things don't get out of hand because I've certainly been there. I've been the leader who struggled to not match the energy or the or the uh, frustration levels with regard to what I'm receiving, okay? So if the other person is struggling to compose themselves, I found myself sometimes going to those points as well, which never ends productively. Now, we might be thinking, I have these conversations a lot and they get heated and then we move on and we get over it and we're better for it. The fact is that we're not better for it. What we need to do is build the skills to have these conversations more productively and being able to see the signs of when things are getting out of control and being the leader in the situation, taking charge of how this unfolds. And the way we do that is by monitoring our own emotions and the the emotions of the other person in the exchange. Now, we are not responsible for the behaviors of the other person. I want to say that very clearly up front, but we can be aware of signs where the other person might be becoming dysregulated. And what I mean by dysregulated is losing control of their emotions. And this is where we start to see frustration boiling over and things escalating. So we, as the leader in the situation, can be alert to this and we can do some fairly simple things to deal with that on the fly as we go. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is a really important and valuable tool to have as a leader. It does take practice. It is not easy to do. At times it can be extremely challenging, especially when you start falling into a hijack state. So 
you might recall us talking about the amygdala and the amygdala hijack. I'll start with what the amygdala is. The amygdala is a part of the brain that the primary function is really threat detection. So we're talking about physical threats, mental and emotional threats. Earlier in human evolution, in our evolution, back when humans were living in caves, as Nicole mentioned in our podcast episode, we needed this brain function for physical survival so that we weren't eaten by predators, essentially. You might have heard the fight, flight, or freeze response. This is driven by the amygdala. So the amygdala drives these emotional responses, especially, and in particular, fear, anxiety, and aggression. So the amygdala dumps hormones into your system called cortisol and adrenaline. And this triggers those physical responses that we see. So what you learn to recognize is signs within your your own body in terms of how you could detect that you're falling into this response, right? So for me, I've learned that if I'm starting to escalate, I notice it in my heart. I can feel my heart rate increasing. I can feel myself getting fidgety. My palms might start to get a little sweaty. That's a common sign. And, and feeling impulses to interject into the conversation. So if I'm getting to that point, I know that I'm falling into an amygdala hijack. This is a critical point in the conversation. So if I recognize it, I have the opportunity to act on it. And for me, I've learned some simple techniques that really work well for me and that I think work well for a lot of people in terms of keeping myself from going any further and bringing my rational brain, the prefrontal cortex or the frontal lobes back in control. So that part of my brain is responsible for my rational thinking. It's responsible for, as Nicole Miles mentioned, forming language, articulating things, thinking, conscious thinking. So if we find the other person is escalating, we also have an opportunity to respond to this and influence how they proceed in that conversation. We've probably all been in situations where you get into a one-to-one exchange and things get really unproductive and sometimes aggressive and nasty. At that point, there is zero possibility of any reasoning happening unless both people are regulated. So like I said before, you're not responsible for the other person's behavior in these moments, but as a leader, you can recognize when this is unfolding and we can interject. And there's a really simple way to start. And that way is if we think about the fact that we've got those two main parts of the brain, in the moment where the other person's emotions are being hijacked, the amygdala is taking charge. At that point, the prefrontal cortex is offline, as Nicole mentioned, it is offline. The amygdala is now in control. And there are some ways that the person can calm and bring the prefrontal cortex back online 
we can also influence that. If you think about the simple point that I made before, that the prefrontal cortex is responsible for reasoning, forming language, thinking and considering responses to questions and things like this, to get that part of the brain back in control, it can be as simple as asking questions because what does the person have to do when we ask a question? They have to think. And the the amygdala does not do that. So if we start asking targeted questions, all of a sudden, we can start to bring that person back to a regulated state. Sometimes though, it takes a little bit of time and it might take a few questions and some open questions and, and open communication, thoughtful responses, and a lot of active listening. And when I say active listening, I don't just mean nodding heads and saying yes or, or appearing that you're listening. I'm saying make the other person uh, feel heard. If the other person feels heard and we're using questions, we can start to bring the prefrontal cortex back online and the other person is ready then to reason with us. There are times though where you might be falling into the hijack at the same time. This is a really critical point in the conversation as well. So imagine this, you're on site, one of your team members has made a mistake or damaged or broken something and an argument breaks out. Now, we might have that argument, it might get nasty and aggressive and then we might have an hour when things are tense and then after lunch break, for example, things seem calm again and we think, okay, we're over it, it's all good. But bit by bit, you're eroding the trust in that relationship. As the leader, we're responsible for driving the behaviours we want to see and that means taking specific course of action when conversations are going downhill like this. So if you find yourself falling into an amygdala hijack at the same time as the other person is, and you can see that, one of the best things you can do is to take a break in the conversation and say, look, I can tell that this is escalating. We're not going to make get a productive outcome here. This isn't going anywhere good right now. Let's take a break and have a drink, uh, have a coffee or... Uh, or go and do something else for five minutes and we'll reconvene when we're ready to talk a bit later. That's an effective tool. And I would use that as a last resort because if there's an issue, I'd, I would like to deal with it. And I would like to think that we can start and end a conversation like this without escalating. But it might take practice. But the best thing you can do if it is escalating and you can feel yourself losing control, you need to step away. However, like I said before, if the other person's escalating, we can use questions, targeted questions, show a bit of empathy for the other person's situation, find learning and coaching moments instead of blaming. I love the idea and concept of not blaming people for outcomes, but using them as a learning moment, okay? so. And, and inviting the person to collaborate. So these are opportunities for collaboration instead of moments for placing blame. That can feel counterintuitive in the moment. And you'll find yourself in moments where you'll be thinking, no, 
I, this person needs to have a piece of my mind. They deserve it. They need to hear it. And if you don't, you're not being honest with them. You're not being authentic with them. Okay, you've got to, at this point, you've got a picture that there's two little versions of yourselves, one on each shoulder. One's wearing the little devil outfit and one's got the halo. You have to ignore the urge to bite back in those moments or to set the person straight. Okay, and it can feel like in the moment that you're chickening out or you're lying down. The reality is you're absolutely not doing any of those things. All you're doing is bringing some emotional intelligence into the situation and you're being a bit more measured. In those moments, if you can see that you're escalating, but the other person, it's not, it's not getting out of control. We don't think that we need to pause the entire conversation. The second last resort that I would use is myself, silence. Now, I find that this has two benefits, and I'll give an example. Let's have the example that we're in a, an exchange. I'm, I'm dealing with something or, or I'm confronting a problem with somebody. They're getting a little defensive and they say something inappropriate or they go on the offense. Okay. What I try to do, if I feel like I'm escalating myself in that moment, I will stop and take a silence. I, I will call it strategic silence. And I'm doing, I'm doing one thing in particular, but it has two impacts and effects. What I'm doing is I'm giving myself a moment for composure. And I'm breathing and I'm using conscious thinking to remind myself that, okay, the amygdala is starting to take over. This is where I need to take a breath, take a big breath, just realize that I'm in the body still, not get ahead of myself, not get uh, huffy and puffy, but just to take a breath so that I can then respond instead of react, okay? Now, something interesting started to happen when I started to use this, ta this tactic or this technique. And while I was taking those moments, something really unexpected happened. The other person then, while I'm taking a silence, for my own benefit, the other person, I'm not sure what they're thinking. They might be thinking, wow, I, I've, I may, maybe I've gone, maybe I've gone too far. They don't realize that I'm taking a moment for myself. So what, what I noticed starting to happen was that would prompt the other person to actually step back and say, actually, that was too far. I'm sorry. The way I've been able to, I guess, analyze this myself is that there seems to be a moment of self-reflection in the other person. And it might, it must be, they've put a big thing out there. And what they're expecting from me is return fire, but they don't get it. They don't get that return fire. And then all of a sudden, there's this big thing that's out there in the open. And they're having to now think about what is, what is happening here? Why isn't this person biting back? And it starts to feel really uncomfortable for them. So whilst I'm taking a moment to just compose myself and keep myself regulated, that's a moment of some fairly hefty self-reflection on their part. And you will be surprised how many times the person will backtrack from that and say, actually, 
I, I just crossed the line there. I'm sorry. That's a powerful tool. I found that by accident myself and I continue to use it. If I find that I do take those few seconds of pause and that can go for as long as what I would say feels like five to 10 seconds. If I still feel dysregulated, if, if I'm still escalating, I fight that urge to say, bite back, fight back, fire a shot back. And I say, let's just take a break from this conversation because I feel like we're not being productive right now. I'm, I have some strong views and you have some strong views. Maybe we'll be able to find a common ground after we've both taken a few moments to just take a breather and let things settle a little bit. How about we come back in 10 minutes? So when you decide to use things and techniques like this, what happens is that your team start to learn that it's a safe space to raise issues. It's a safe space to accidentally make mistakes and learn from them, genuinely learn from them. And what you start to see is people will develop a trust in you as their leader. They will perform better. They will start to, to improve on their own. They will start to solve their own problems. So there's no drawback to this. The biggest challenge that you'll face to become better at this is your own ego. You have to do some work on accepting that in those moments, that voice that you hear, fight or bite back, needs to be shut down. Because nothing productive happens when you go there. It's all downhill. It might patch up, but that's it. It's a patch. There's been a scar and you've patched it in that relationship. But when you start handling conflict in this way, and being aware of the amygdala hijack is one of the most powerful things you can have an awareness level of because even just being aware and reminding yourself of this is sometimes enough to keep you in a productive mindset when you're having a, a really tricky situation that you're dealing with. So I guess we are going to do a whole episode on this, but since we did touch on that in the last episode, I thought there was it was really worthwhile to come back and just put a little bit more of a spotlight on this. And uh, I would encourage you to go and do some research on the amygdala hijack. Now, again, as a frontline leader, maybe you work with a crew of, of tradies. This is all still powerful stuff. It's all relevant. Please just give it a go. Give it a go. When you start, you don't have to understand the, the, the brain science behind this. I don't either, okay? I just know enough. I know enough to implement some really effective tools. And I can, I can guarantee that they are effective. What you also have to remember is to go gently on yourself and you will make mistakes. You will, you will flip your lid every now and again when you're trying to implement this, it like any other like any other skill, it takes practice. But you do need to be consciously trying to implement these things to get better at them. The important thing then is to every time you have a difficult situation, you need to reflect on it and you need to critique your own responses 
and you need to take accountability for how you conducted yourself in these moments. And when I say take accountability for the experiences that you could have done better or also the situations that you did really well, give yourself a pat on the back. It takes practice. It is effective in all parts of your life, not just leadership in the workplace or working part of a crew. Just take a look into it and you will see some benefits. Now, we are going to unpack this in a lot more detail a little bit later, a little bit later in the year. We're doing a whole episode around conflict engagement. So stay tuned for that. Um, I hope you find that little snippet helpful. And please reach out if you've got any questions. Uh, Jason at growthproject.com.au. Again, the five-star rating really helps me. It gets this out to more people. So everyone have a great week. Stay well, and I'll see you or chat to you on the next episode.